Let the sleeping giants awake. So let the sleeping giants awake in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that we, we take authority over any assignments and we bind right now any lying spirit. We decree the truth shall prevail. So let the lies be exposed and the truth be revealed. How many of you pray that prayer? Let every lie be exposed. Let every truth be revealed in the mighty name of Jesus. For we serve a God who is all-powerful. Amen. We serve a God who is all powerful and we serve a God that will trump the deceivers. He is trumping the deceit. In other words, he, his is the last word, right? Trumping deceivers and every fraudulent worker and every lying spirit is under our feet in the name of Jesus. For we decree that this nation is a blessed nation under God. We decree it. We decree every enemy tactic and there are enemy tactics. Every enemy tactic to the church to try to lull the church. Do you hear what I'm saying? There are enemy tactics to try to lull the church into inactivity. The assignment of the enemy is to lull the church into inactivity, to shut you up into isolation. Imagine that, to try to shut you up into isolation so that he can weaken your will, so he can weaken your will and try to gain an advantage over you. This is exactly what they do even with drug addicts. What do you think drugs do to a drug addict? They weaken their will, right? So that that drug can then cause that individual to move like a puppet. Just to be, just move like a puppet. Like someone's got the string and that drug is just totally seducing and enticing that individual. And they don't even, it's like their will gets weakened. That's what drugs do. That's what the spirit of, of, a, of a drug, an addiction spirit, right? But this is the same kind of thing we have going on right now. To try to lull the church into sleep. To try to lull the church into inactivity. To try to lull the church into isolation. We have to be the church that is arising. The church that is waking up. Now, I realize that I am talking to a, a broader body than what I'm seeing here today, right? But nevertheless, God has called you to be a trumpeteer, to voice the truth, to call forth the truth, to speak it out, for we need the body to come together, to unite, and to say, no, no, the church is to unite and to be strong in Him. Be the power of the Holy Spirit flow through you. Look at what we just saw displayed. Look at the glory of God's wonders displayed through people that say, I have to come. I've got to have my Jesus. I mean, you know, this is not to say you can't serve God by yourself, but we were never designed to be alone and to be isolated. We were never designed to be in our own houses and to be a hermit. You were never designed by God to do that. So why would we start now? And we've never done that. Why would we start now? Hallelujah. Jesus taught a parable, taught many parables, but the parable we're going to look at today is the parable of the wheat and the tares. So that he taught this parable so that they would be awakened and not be caught asleep so that they could be prepared for his return. As I was preparing for this message, you know what I heard? I heard, I, I heard literally I heard in my spirit, and they were asleep. They were asleep. And I knew, and I thought, okay, Lord, okay, you've got something about the church at large, general, okay, that are asleep. And but let me tell you, that day is, is gone because we're waking up. I believe the church in general, I believe the church in general is waking up. I, I believe the church is literally waking up. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, they are. Let's turn to Matthew. Matthew 13. Matthew 13. Okay. The parable of the wheat and of the tares. 
you, Father. Hallelujah. It says that the kingdom of heaven is like a man. Okay, that man is Jesus. Who sowed good seed. The seeds are, well, the word, but also the sons of the kingdom. Okay, so there was a man, Jesus, sowing seeds. Sowing into you. God is sowing into you. Every time you come to church, God's sowing into you. Every time, every time you read the word, God is sowing into you. You are sons of the kingdom, are you not? God's word is sowing into you. Jesus is sowing into you. So there was a, the kingdom of heaven is like a man, Jesus. I'm just adding this because if, if you read later, then you can, all these words are defined. But I'm just, for time's sake, I'm just going to, I'm going to read it and I'm going to add um, what, what, what it means, okay? So it says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed. You're not just seed, say you're good seed. I'm good seed. It's good seed that was sown in me because it's Christ Almighty in me. So he sowed good seed in his field. And the field is the world. Okay? And he says, but while, while men slept, while man slept, while men slept, while they were sleeping, while they were asleep at the wheel, while they were, they were ignorant of truth, while they turned their backs, for they didn't look at what God was truly saying, instead they looked at what man was saying. Oh, come on. Somebody give me a witness today. Jesus. He says, but while men slept, the, his enemy, which is the devil, he came and he sowed tares. The tares are the, is the, is the, uh, the weeds. Tares are the sons of the devil. Weeds. Weeds. To choke out, try to choke out the wheat. Say, it's not going to happen in the mighty name of Jesus. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also they also appeared. Okay, we're going to stop right there for a moment. I want, I've got something I want to share with you. What I wrote here is that the field was deliberately, deliberately polluted by the enemy. The field was deliberately polluted. The tares were deliberately sown in. Okay. It was an act of revenge. Don't you know that the enemy tries to bring forth revenge? For he does not want you to continue going forward. He doesn't want you to be sold out. He doesn't want you to have that fire. And if he can try, and he certainly does try, and what kind of a terror would that be? The tears of fear, the tears of compromise, the tears of, you know, all kinds of terror. We, all kinds of, all kinds of weeds in your life. That's what he tries. That's what he tries. But I'll tell you right now in the name of Jesus, the church is waking up. The church is rising up and we will not allow it. Not just here, but I mean corporately. I mean at large. Yes and amen. It has to be. And so the weeds closely resemble the wheat. Listen to this. While they're planted, before they become mature, they closely resemble one another. Both the wheat and the weeds. At first, you can't tell what is what. They're not really distinguishable until the grain starts to appear at harvest time. This is the parable. This is the parable that I'm reading to you. But this is also, this story, this parable is applicable to where we are at right now. Sometimes you can't even tell if that person is a Christian or not. Now you can by the spirit of discernment, but I'll tell you, that's why we always need to have discernment because there are times that, and not everyone can tell, but there, not everyone that says, that calls themselves a Christian is. Not everyone that says, oh, you know, oh, well, I read the word. I was raised in the church. I'm a Christian. Just because they say that doesn't make them so.
You've got to have discernment. The weeds and the wheat looked the same until the time of maturity. At the time of maturity, it became evident. The day is coming when it shall be very, very evident for those that try to be a lookalike. A lookalike Christian said, not going to happen because they're still void of power. Holy Ghost power. They may have demonic power, but I'm talking Holy Ghost power. Hallelujah. So while they slept, remember, this is the phrase that God gave me. While they, while they slept, while they slept, strength was stripped from them. While they slept, deception was running rampant. You got to hear, you got to hear what's going on right now. Because you're not going to be one that is saying, that someone would say, while you slept. You're not going to be one that's, that could be said of you, while you slept, you were robbed. While you slept, the enemy came in, came in the back door. He came in and he stole what was rightfully yours while you slept. Say, it's not going to be on my watch in the name of Jesus. But while the church was sleeping, the enemy took advantage. Come on, does anybody... It doesn't take rocket science to see this while the church slept and they were sleeping. I don't care what you call it, and I don't care if you don't like what I'm saying. It is the truth. While they were sleeping, the enemy took advantage. We've been praying. We've been praying, right? Have we not? For the church at large to wake up. But there is a sleep, a sleep that caused them to awaken. There is a sleep that caused them to awaken. And we are going to be like the bride of Christ that keeps their lamps ready, trimmed wick, full of oil, ready, ready, ready. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to turn to Judges. Because then the Lord crossed this with Judges. We're going to go to Judges chapter 16. Judges chapter 16. Delilah, I'm just going to recap it for you. Then we're going to read a few of these scriptures here. But Delilah seduced Samson. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Here are you. Oh, yeah. Delilah seduced Samson to find out the secret to his strength. There's a seduction that's been going on. See, this doesn't make, this doesn't make them bad people. It just, make, it, just, it just shows you that there is seduction and deception going on. But this is why we've got to be awake as the church and pray for one another. Are you praying for the church at large? Are you praying for the body of Christ? We have to be. We must be. Because guys, same team. We've got to be praying for one another. Same team. Because here, Delilah seduced Samson to find out the secret to his strength. And then she lulled him to sleep. She lulled him to sleep. And while he slept, disaster came upon him. Compromise in Samson in his life blinded him first in the spiritual and then in the natural so let's look at verses 4 through 6 so it says here afterward it happened that that he loved Samson loved a woman in the valley of Sorek whose name was Delilah and the lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her entice him don't you think that the enemy doesn't have spirits roaming around the face of this earth, going forth to other spirits saying, entice them, seduce them, blind them, confuse them, divide them, torment them 
Watch what I'll do. Come on, we have to have a backbone, church. We got to wake up. You're gonna walk, you want to walk victoriously? Then you're going to have to have some spiritual um, a mindset of what's happening so you know how to defeat the assignments of the enemy. So he says, entice him, seduce him, and find out where his great strength lies and by what means we may overpower him. Here was the assignment. We need to find out where is his power. Where's your power? In the spirit of the living God within you as you stay close to him, right? Let's find out where his power is so we can bind him to afflict him and every one of us will give you, and this is, we'll give you 1,100 pieces of silver. So they're going to bribe her, right? Here's the bribe. So Delilah said to Samson, I want you to listen here. Please tell me where your great strength lies and with what you may be bound to afflict you. Are you kidding me right now? Only one, like who's going to be, oh, okay, let me just tell you. Who's going to sit there and listen to this and go, oh, you want me to tell you where my great strength lies so that you can bound me and you can afflict me? Sure, let me tell you what the answer is. Like who does that? Nobody does that unless... They're already enticed unless they're already seduced unless they're already in some form of compromise. Oh, it's okay. I just won't read my Bible today. Oh, it's okay. I'm just not going to. It's okay if I lie here. It's just a white lie. No such thing. Oh, it's okay if I just compromise here. It's okay if I just, you know, get drunk here because you know what? I don't do it all the time. No such thing. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Whatever happened to the holiness of God? Whatever happened to living holy for God? Whatever happened to living on fire for God? Because you care more about what he says than what you think. You care more about what his word says than what your friends are enticing you to do. Let me tell you, nobody's going to say to this ridiculous statement, sure, let me go ahead and tell you what the answer is, unless they were already on the road to being deceived right? Let's go down to verse 16. And it says, and it came to pass that when, because she was going on and on and on, and, and, and you guys know the story, you know, he told her, he, he told her things that were not true, and, but then finally, she's getting frustrated, and she's like, you know, how do you say you love me? You don't even tell me the truth. Verse 16, it came to pass when she pestered him. One sign right here. You know that the enemy is on your case as he constantly pesters you. He'll use people. He'll use all kinds of circumstances. But he pesters again and again. I'm going to weaken their what? Their will. I'm going to try to weaken their wills. What happens to a drug addict? They weaken their wills. You know, you try to talk to someone that's on drugs and they want to get free, but their wills are so weak that it's going to take a little bit longer because they need their wills to be built up in the word of God. They got to have, get a backbone again. Their backbone must be set insecure in the word so that they could be strong because they want to be free. How many of you guys have ever had someone that you know has been addicted to something and they want to be free? And they really, really do. But their wills become so weakened. And that's what was happening here. So, and it came to pass when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed in so that his soul was vexed to death. In other words, he was annoyed. His soul was frustrated. His soul was annoyed. Whenever you get someone and they just keep on keeping on, they will not stop. And you keep saying no, and they won't listen to you. And they keep on, you got to run. 
You got to realize that you're being set up, and it's not a Holy Ghost setup. This is a setup from the enemy. Run. Recognize the recognize the temptation. Run from it. Come on. If they're if they're being used as an agent of Satan to try to try to connive you so that they can deceive you, run. You got to know what's going on. Don't be playing with fire. So, we, so he, he's vexed, vexed to death, that he was so vexed, so frustrated, but look at what he does, that he tells her all his heart. And he says to her, here's the answer. You want to know the answer? He tells her the answer. No razor has ever come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite from God. He says, a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. A Nazarite. He had taken the Nazarite vow. That vow was a consecrated vow unto God. That means that from, from the, her mother, his mother's womb, he was consecrated to God. How many of you have consecrated your children? Yeah? How many of you consecrated yourselves to the Lord? Yeah? So he was consecrated to God, and then it also meant three different th things. One, abstaining from intoxicating drink. Two, he was not supposed to cut his hair. And three, he was not supposed to go around a dead body come close to a dead body. So these were the things that this vow entailed. He didn't keep true to all of them. Let's look at verse 18. Well, yeah, I'm going to still on 17. So he says, For if I am shaven, then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak like any other man. So he gives her the secret to how he's going to become weak. When Delilah saw that he had told her all of his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up at once, for he has told me all of his heart. So the, Lord, the lords of the Philistine came up and brought her the money in hand, and she lulled him to sleep. Let the sleeping church awake. She lulled him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of, off of his head. And she began to torment him, and his strength left him. You guys have to see what's in here. You've got to see here. You know, first of all, she lulls him to sleep. In other words, he becomes repressed. He becomes stifled. He becomes diminished. When someone is trying to lull you, they're trying to diminish what God is doing in your life. They're trying to stifle what God is trying to do in your life. They're trying to repress what God is doing in your life in order to cause you to sleep so that once what's taken, then it's sin, sin binds. And then sin blinds. And then it torments. Did you see what it just, I just read? Once the hair was shaved, she began to torment him. So it wasn't enough that she lulls him Torment constantly, 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 the same old, same old thing. Same is true in our day. But the Lord says, well, let me finish here. And then I, uh, verse 20, and she says, the Philistines are up, are upon you, Samson. So he awakes, he's a, he, so he awoke from his sleep and he said, I will go out as before, or so he thought. I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. I mean, that's pretty heavy, pretty heavy, right? And you guys, if you know the story, the Philistines took him out. They put out his eyes, you know, they gouged out his eyes. He becomes a prisoner. He becomes enslaved. Let me tell you, what are we to do? We are to decree, awaken, 
awaken. Awaken, O oh church, awaken. For your light shall come and shine upon you. The light of Christ, it must. We've got, we've got to be people that see what's happening and instead of ignoring it, instead of saying, well, that's them and it's not me, doesn't matter because it's not me, instead of, that's selfish. That's selfishness inside of us. What are we to do when we see? Remember I said, same team. We are to pray for the body of Christ. We are to pray for unity. We are to pray for scales to fall off of eyes because there is a mass deception and it's been happening for, for a long, long time. It's just that we've seen the heightened of it. The heightened is, is just more, we're more aware and it's, it's, it's been, you know, since March or so, but it's been happening. Come on. Since really since day one. Since day one. I mean, Satan has always been against God, and this really is an antichrist spirit that's roaming around on the earth. It is an antichrist spirit. If they can try to remove God out of every place, that's the goal. Try to remove the presence of God. Try to remove Bibles. Try to remove Christians. Try to weaken Christians. Try to take out prayer, prayer meetings, singing, and certainly don't sing on the top of your lungs. But all of that kind of thing, really, really? Because we are to decree the, everything that the word tells us, they'll tell us to do the opposite. But I'll tell you, you, you know, you guys know know that we're in the third supposedly third lockdown right but like I've told you before who are you going to serve are you going to serve God are you going to falter between two opinions are you going to serve God or are you going to serve Baal so if it was to cost you something are you still going to are you going to cower are you going to compromise Samson compromised and I know there are other ways of meeting that's fine but for what God has spoken to me and what his word says is to meet in person. And so we are meeting in person because why? Because God is faithful to his word. If you are faithful to his word, God will keep you. He will cover you. He will protect you. You've got to know that. You've got to know that just because there might be a price, some sort of a price to pay, just because will you not be one that says I am sold, sold out to Jesus Christ for he say he paid it all already for me. So it's nothing for me to be obedient to you, Lord. We are, we're standing in faith. And as we stand, and I see, I see all of you, I see you guys strengthening in his word, being strong in his spirit. I see you as so increased. Think back even a few months ago. I see such an increase of faith. Who can feel, who can tell me right now, I just, by raising your hand, you feel more confident in, in the word. You feel more confident in doing the right thing. Because the Bible, when you obey the word, is going to bring forth a confidence that no man can give you. And we don't want that kind of confidence anyway. We will decree the name of Jesus. We will not cower and we will not bow to a demon. And I tell you that all the time. We will not bow to a demon because that's how, that's how God told it to me. That is how he told it to me. He said, that is bowing to a demon. At least it is for me. And so therefore, for those that are called to this church, this is what I am bringing to you. God draws people together like comes with like, right? It's like likes are attracted to one another. And the anointing that is here, God draws you for a reason, for a season and for a reason, right? And I believe that time is now. So what do we do? We are praying. We are praying for the church. We're praying for this. We're praying for the resolution 
of these votes to be counted correctly. Amen. Correctly. Amen. And you know, in Luke 18, I'm gonna, I'm almost done. Luke 18, 7, about the the unjust judge. Luke 18, 7. I just wrote it out here, but it says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Right? Because, I mean, we know that that unjust judge was like fed up. He was just done because she kept coming, but she kept coming for the right reasons. Right? And so he said, will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? And the answer is yes, absolutely. The widow went to the unjust judge, but we are the bride of Christ. We get to go to the just judge. We get to go to the king of kings. We get to go to the Lord of lords. We get to decree, Lord God, we take authority over the scales that have come across America over so many of these churches. They want to do the right thing, but they're fearful. They're fearful and they're being robbed. They're being stripped. They're being robbed of their rightful position. Father God, we pray right now for a breakthrough. Does anybody, are we all on the same page here? Are we on the same page here? We, this is not a who's better, who's worse. This is about recognizing that we cannot cower to a demonic spirit. Can't cower to a spirit of fear. The church in China doesn't cower to a spirit of fear. They continue to go, they continue to worship, even when there is a great cost. Do you love them that much? Do you love them that much? The church is rising up in strength. I, I can tell, I feel that in my spirit, that the church is truly rising up in strength. It's like, the, the, it's like blinders are starting to fall off. It, it's like many of them are realizing, oh my goodness, we've been duped. Some churches are, some, they're realizing, oh my goodness, we've been duped. Praise God, you recognize it. Come on, let's keep going. Come on, let's keep going. Don't you call names. Don't you say, well, it's about time you wake up. Come on, praise God, let's go. We've got a job to do. We've got an assignment to do. Remember, I've taught you before, when it's a season of war, we must war. When it's a time of at peace, we're at peace. But this is a season of war. And when we're in a season of war, we don't sleep. When you're in a season of war, you don't sleep. You don't go, well, let someone else do it. This is war warfare this is war right we know the weapons of our warfare they're not carnal right they're they're powerful to god pulling down strongholds right but what is the true weapons We're, what are we fighting against not flesh and blood powers principalities against the rulers of this dark world we are fighting against unseen forces but we are fighting and god will have the victory which means we will have the victory in the name of jesus thank you for listening for more information, please visit our websites at Kathy Coppola Ministries at www.kathycoppola.org. You can also visit us at Mighty Wind Broadcasting Network TV at www.mwbn.tv. God bless you.